on this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. It's war! Damn right it is! Well, also, you can find out what specials are going to be available in the Haunted Home Shopping Network. And showtime for the meat suits. Let's do this. Devil's Trap Podcast. Today we're going to talk Season 5, Episode 2. Good God, y'all! I'm Diana. <laughs> I feel like I should say like something like, what would be, howdy Diana, I don't, is that, a, with, with a y'all in there. But I mean, I say y'all all the time. I will never yeah. stop saying y'all. No. But, I mean, people in other countries say y'all. I mean, mm-hmm. in other countries or places outside of Texas. Oh! Oh! Hmm. Well, you didn't think that joke was accurate. Funny. I've been, I was like, I've been like writing dad. I've been trying to write dad jokes all day. Oh um, man. Okay, no, I can't. It was like there's this one joke, and I was like, I can't tell you that because you would have no idea why it's funny. I mean, actually, I should tell you it because you like you're gonna say be like, what the fuck is she talking about? Okay, so the joke is, why did the local administrator need to wear floaties? And the answer is because he couldn't swim laps. And that j- joke makes no sense if you don't work in my business at all, which is why it's awesome. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. Right now, like, there is one person, and they're just, like, and they work in cybersecurity, and they're probably a friend of mine, and they're listening out of pity, and they are dying. Well, good. Enjoy, enjoy that. I'm glad. That's for you. Insert probably tech bro name here. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so Diana, what's going on with you? Um, no, just um, uh, you know, I recently uh, had a quick trip to Houston. Uh, I also very excited about this information. I learned how to make baba ganoush, and I know that doesn't sound that exciting, but I really like eggplant. I really like baba ganoush. Did you just say I really like eggplant? This is why when you said you were going to talk about this, I was stoked. Because what I immediately started going, oh, shit, I'm going to be able to put like little floating eggplant emojis across Diana's face. And now you just said, recorded, I really like eggplant. Anyway, so talk talk, talk, to us. You're welcome. Now talk to us about how you make Baba Ganoush. No, pass. Uh, anyways, found a really good recipe on Pinterest, of course. Uh, that and I'm um, super excited to go see uh, Vandalier's album release uh, coming up um, in Dallas. It'll be a rad show. Uh, they're friends of ours, so please check them out if you get a chance. Um, Vandalier's, anyways, good Texas band. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's about it going on here. How about you? I mean, I have been living in a state of devastation for the past couple of weeks. Um, Taco Bell giveth the Mexican pizza, and then it taketh the Mexican pizza away. And it's very sad. And at first I thought it was just a glitch in my DoorDash app because, like, well, fuck, I'm driving to Taco Bell. No, no. Someone's going to bring that, that shit to me. And so I was looking 
at the app, and I was like, no, no Mexican pizza? What the fuck? And then finally, like, it happened again the next week. No, I did not order Taco Bell two weeks in a row. Or did I? Probably. Um, but again, not there. And then I went to the Google and saw that, no, no more Mexican pizza. Because people wanted it too much, and Taco Bell was not prepared, and they have supply chain issues. So the Mexican pizza won't be back until, like, I think, I think they said maybe fall or next year. But fuck. Wow. I don't even know why I'm living. Man, I mean, right. I don't know. Like Do- Doja Cat and Dolly Parton teamed up and 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 brought and it Doja back. Doja Cat like, and Dolly Parton can't make something happen. Like we're what fucked. is? <laughs> we got nothing. We got nothing. Oh, that, and are, also no, they want the Choco Taco. Aren't people making? Are people calling for Doja Cat and Dolly Parton to pop turn up again for uh, to get the Choco Taco back? Why would you stop making Choco Taco? Like, it can't be that expensive to make, right? It's not like they're like ha- sitting on store shelves, like not being sold. I mean, are they are like Choco Tacos just languishing in the stores? Like, are people not doing their part? I think people are eating Choco Tacos. I have a friend who ate like a dozen of them in one night, and we were very concerned about his health. He was very sick, very <laughs> sick, but. But he still, like, you know, he was depressed and he needed Choco Tacos to bring him up. So, I mean. It happens. It happens. Now I want a Choco Taco. But instead, I'm drinking wine. What kind of wine are you drinking? It's a Marsan. <laughs> it's a white one. It's a what? <laughs> uh, the Marsan? I don't remember. It's a white wine from Texas and I forget who. Yeah, I was just like, is my internet cutting out? Cause, <laughs> I'm uh... mumbling. I'm like, I don't remember which one it was. I forgot. Ugh. Now I feel bad. It's the... Oh, God damn it. I don't remember. What are you drinking? I'm drinking... Oh, shit. I just, like, knocked this fucking table. I was like, I actually have a whole bottle. I'm drinking uh, Seigneur's <gasps> Chardonnay. So it is really good. It was really hot. And... The, the white, not the wine. The weather. And I was like, well... And then I was, like, sitting there staring at the wine rack uh, with problems. And I was, like, well, I was, like, looking at the rosé. And I was, like, it's too sweet. Like, if I drink that, I'm going to just not be in a good mood tomorrow. And I have a very long day of things that have to be done that cannot be done with a rosé wine hangover. That's fair. Like, I mean, you can't, like, just turn on Casey Musgraves or, like, the rest of, like, your day and lull through it. Like, I have shit to do. Uh, but uh unfortunately um i think we may have started like another world uh, and this is gonna be funny if like a couple years people listen to this podcast and what i said is true um so we may have started another world like viral outbreak by me yelling about carl von marburg a lot and apparently marburg viral virus has resurfaced it is like the first time in like i don't know how many years and like it makes you bleed from your eyes and it's really bad and i'm sorry ebola like ebola like is how i think it was described yeah and there's and like the range of whether or not you die was like between like 20 to like it was a very weird like 
range of numbers, like 20 to 50 percent, like swaying of like whether or not like you're going to die. Hmm. So I am sorry. I did not mean for anybody to bleed from their eyes unless it's on a television show and done by a special effects artist. And that's amazing. But no, no sorry world. So, oops. Oops. Well, also, didn't you recently have a fun experience with your future? My future? Oh, let me look into my crystal ball. Uh, So, yes, last weekend at Sky Candy, which is the place that I get to uh, play in things in the air and try to like kill myself repeatedly. No, no, no. They're very, it's a very safe place. Very, very safe place. Uh, but there was a market there last weekend and one of the vendors, Oh, I also did yoga to dirty dancing soundtrack, uh, because, uh, it was to raise money for abortion funds in Texas, which, so if you've ever seen dirty dancing, you can get the joke about why you're raising money for abortion funds with the dirty dancing soundtrack. Uh, so one of the other stalls they had there was uh, Sister Palm, and it was very exciting. Maybe someday she'll come on the show. She was a very, very fun woman. Uh, so um, she is a modern-day fortune reader by reading palms and went through and went and talked like talked to me through like what all the things on my hands mean and what my fingers mean. And apparently mm. I'm psychic, which is amazing. I mean, mm. I knew it, but... Now, like, somebody else said it, so it's true. Validation. Validation. Right, right. And also, but very exciting is that we're going to be famous. Like, our life is starting, like, right now. And that was so much vocal fry in my voice. I don't, I am so sorry. Like, and I would know I was doing it, like, sarcastically, but even sarcastically, that's too much vocal fry. Sorry. Sorry. That was a lot. Yeah. Who are you? But, yeah. So we're yeah. So Diane and I are. I, I assume Diana's coming along for the ride because you know Uh-oh. whatever. Like that's just what happens. Uh, so she's part of you. Know, she's part of my posse. So even if it's just me that gets famous, and my posse gets famous by default. That's but we do. That's how we do. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it could be for the show. It could be because I do something really insane at work, or my odds. I really just think I'm going to get arrested for doing something stupid. Mm, but it could be fun, stupid if it makes you famous. Oh, it's going to be fun, stupid. I'm going to England for like twelve days. I'm going to Scotland and England with a bunch of fucking drunks. And I love you guys, but you're a bunch of fucking drunks. So um, who yeah. knows what's going to happen? Do I need a note to self set aside international bail money research international bail okay so, yeah. yep yep and remember yeah. so I mean at least at this point like the the dollar is like got such shit value like that that's yeah, equal it's equal with the euro right now we're good it's well I'm not going to I'm, I'll be on the pound but it's the closest like it's ever been so good times fun mm-hmm. yay. Well, on that note, let's talk about this episode. Uh, we're on Good God, uh, season five, <laughs> season five, episode two. Um, tell yeah, me about and it, this, Liz. Uh, and this first aired uh, September seventeenth, two thousand nine. It actually filmed in July of two thousand nine. I think this week. So, oh. I don't know how many years ago two thousand nine was because. 13. Was that thirteen? Yes. I think it's thirteen. 
Yeah, somebody today we were talking about some broadcast thing. She and she was just like, "Okay, like this will be here." Liz practice counting to ten. I was like, "What?" And then she just like, "I just," and I'm like, "Mm-hmm, I know what you meant." Anyway, mm-hmm. so um, thirteen or so, more than a decade ago, uh, this Sorry. this episode was filming right now. So, woo. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but uh, so it was directed by Phil, and uh, who was EP in a bunch of the boys stuff, and I think I saw his name pop up, but I think he may have directed, I'm not sure, but um, and then Sarah, Sarah was the, the one so uh, who wrote this, so eh, we talk about them all the time. but it does start off with Foreigner, and then I started thinking about like, is Foreigner classic rock? Yes. It is, yeah. And then I went into, like, a classic rock list on Spotify. And then I started thinking about, like, Meatloaf came on, and then I started pondering why Meatloaf. And, yes, this is what the episode did to me today. Thanks. Meatloaf is from Texas as well. He he is from Texas, but uh, Dashboard Lights came on. And if you really listen to that song, which is about, you know, screwing and losing your virginity, but then there's also, like, marriage and all this. It's just weird. It is. I'm a weird person, and so I couldn't know if I do I appreciate this weird, or is it just why meatloaf? Why I, I kind of appre- I kind of appreciate meatloaf weird. I don't know. Yeah. But. Oh, anyways, R.I.P. Meatloaf. Maybe he'll be a ghost on. And oh man, if we can have a podcast with the first ghost episode, that would be amazing. All right. So anyway, so foreigners long, long way from home, and we've got Bobby sitting in a trucker hat and a bathrobe like a champ. And he is pissed because he's still in the hospital. Actually, he's not even mad. He's like, Bobby has like recessed into himself. He is depressed. Sam and Dean are there. Apparently, Bobby's been like this for like three days, like just not talking. And Dean's like, well, we just need to cheer him up because that's Dean's brilliant idea. And Sam's like, maybe he's just not going to bounce back very fast this time. And uh, yeah, so Dean busts out the x-ray, though, that he just had taken of his chest and uh it's it is, gorgeous it is impressive yeah he says the doctors are baffled because it's his chest x-ray with like with you know we in the last episode we got castiel put his hand on their chest and like blammed some like sigils into their rib cage but uh this is more than i think anybody anticipated being done like this is like a full work of art on both of their rib cages apparently um kind of jealous i also am very concerned that anybody in the body modification scene has already tried to do this to themselves well i mean theoretically you could not do this to yourself without doing an open chest surgery because mm-hmm. you would literally have to go in open it up and then carve into your rib you could do half and half half once heal it up and i don't know if you're, I, mean, I mean, people are getting like their ribs skin. removed to be more yeah, like, that's d- I'm like d- d- yeah. I'm sure I will again. We'll see it on botched, but I also already was like, well, man, like I need to figure out how to make that. And I think I already know because I've got some transparent paper and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that I can make that happen. So, well, okay. you mean like our project cool, like, looking x-ray piece, not like getting your ribs done to be clear, to be clear, <laughs> making the x-ray, <laughs> not carving shit into my ribs i won't even get a rib tattoo and partially that's because i'm fat but also it's because that is terrifying how much that hurts but i they're so pretty on Hmm. other bodies 
I'm going to get more. Anyway, so yeah. Um, well, then Sam's phone rings and Castiel is calling Sam, asking where they are. Because of the fucking etching on the ribs, he can't just find them. So he's got to call them on the phone to ask where they are at. So he shows up. And uh, Bobby's like, fuck this. Castiel, heal me. Because he hears Castiel show up. Castiel's like, mm, I can't. And Bobby's pissed. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm totally cut off from, my, from heaven and my powers. And Bobby is extra fucking pissed. And tells, he's like, this is... This, like he's just mad. He wants he wants to be healed. He is pissed. He is paralyzed from the stabbing, and he wants to be fixed. Yeah, yeah. And that's why earlier, when you know Sam was like, you know, it's going to take a little bit, Dean. You know, like, hey, Duke can't fucking walk, man. That takes a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, give him some space here. And obviously, he's going through some shit, right? He's going through mm-hmm. some shit. Um, so Castiel tells Dean that that Dean's plan to kill Lucifer can't be done. But yep. Castiel has a plan. Of course. And what's his plan? Who is it? Who's going to save it? He's going to go find God. And I don't know if you noticed, but both of their faces, and I've got it captured, so we'll share on places, but uh, they have the best faces to this news, right? So Dean kind of has, like, his scowl, like, huh, God? What is my lover saying? And then Sam is just like, well, huh? And it looks like his like, eyes what? are about to go cross-eyed. Oh? <laughs> yeah. Like, almost like he was about to cross his eyes and stick out his tongue. And knowing, like, I think, like, the shit, like, he pulls on set, he probably was. He probably was. Yeah. Yep. So, Castiel's like, yeah, God isn't in heaven anymore. And Dean's like, the fuck? He's like, where is he? Uh, something about, he makes a crack about being in New Mexico on a tortilla. And I was amused at Kat's response was, no, he's not on any flatbread. No, but t- but bats are. So, uh, God's... You're uh, not going to explain g- that. You're just going to let tortilla bats I know. go We're going to go to tortilla bats. Tortilla bats. Por vida. Yeah, tortilla um, bats are me and Dinah's next uh, second Billy band, so everybody appreciate it. You'll hear from us soon. Okay, go on. Sorry. So Dean goes off and is like, God is dead or he doesn't give a rat's ass. The world's in a toilet. This is the end of fucking days. This is bullshit. Why are we going to look for God? This is attitude. And Cassiel's like, look, this isn't a theological thing. It's fucking strategic. This is the person like, you, you know, I lost, I gave up everything for you. This is the only person that can help. We, you know, Sam and Dean failed to stop all this. We're fucking desperate. God is our answer here. That's all we got. Right. Yep. I mean, that's, yep. Yeah. And Bobby's like, well, what what do you want, Castiel, to make this happen? And there's some rare and powerful amulet that burns hot in God's presence that he needs. Oh, it just happens to be the fucking amulet Dean's wearing around his goddamn neck. That's convenient. Of course. So he takes the amulet from him, and Dean is very sad. He said he feels naked. No, 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 no. That, that's how you explained what just happened that he just takes the amulet and Dean is very sad oh no this is a full on fucking de- no it's a fucking Destiel scene like I like I have recorded audio and sent it to you earlier so everybody knows this is like a complete love scene right so Dean is like what this and Castiel oh. goes may I borrow it and Dean goes no and then Castiel goes Dean, give it to me. And that's what I sent Diana earlier, by the way. And then so, well, Dean's sitting, this is straight from the transcript. Dean is silent, realizing Castiel is serious, then thinking it over. 
He takes off the amulet. All right, I guess. Dean holds it out, then pulls back when Castiel reaches for it. Don't lose it, says Dean. Castiel takes it. And then Dean says, great. Now I feel naked. See? Naked. He's fucking naked. And then Castiel says, I feel naked without a watch on. That's the same thing. He feels naked. He wears that that amulet all the fucking time. And now it's gone. I feel naked without having a watch. The same thing. Yeah. No. Castiel says, give it to me. And then Dean says, naked. That is clearly what happened. Um, But in reality, also, that amulet was like the one that that jensen is wearing was made of brass and very heavy and apparently there was like a stunt amulet uh which i think is hysterical right like they thought there's just like a stunt amulet that isn't made of brass so like when it flies around it doesn't hurt you so if you forgot to take it off like he chipped teeth and stuff so but what if you're like well fuck man like i want an amulet of my own where do you go how do you get an amulet you got to go to Liz's Haunted Home Shopping Network. It's Liz's Haunted Home Shopping Network. That is where we're going. Yes. We're going shopping. Woo-hoo. All right. Shopping time. Get out those credit cards. All right. The first item that we're going to be talking about is from... M Ho Song 14 on Etsy on Etsy. And I really kind of debated whether or not I was gonna say some of these names, but whatever. You put your shit on Etsy. Alright, so this first one we're starting off with is this lovely antique king of something uh in Thai. And I don't I did not get the, the pronunciation of that one. Um, but it is really translated to closing eyes Buddha. And it also is in the description luck, wealth, charm. Good. Business. Old. Thailand. Pendant. Rare. Mm. Alright, so that's the title mm. for it. And it could be yours for $50,000. That's all? That's it. What do I get with $50,000, you ask? Well, you get. You can add your own personalization. Oh, yeah. You can put Ooh. something on this Buddha. It'll be really great. Rub, get, you know, maybe listen on the belly. Give him a nice little rocker. Like, like Buddha's belly just said, like, ta-da! Like, that would be fucking amazing, right? So you can put that on there. You also get power, magical. I don't know what power magical is, but cool. Um, This is blessing by Buddhist priests in a past chanting ceremony. So I think we have, we monks have blessed this. Hurrah! And we also have a 100% satisfaction guarantee on this item. So if you're not pleased with this, you can just send this back to Imho. All right. Uh, this amulet also came from the shop owner's own grandfather. Isn't that great? Uh, you don't want to pass on this fantastic gift for someone special to worship. I know it's a person you're going to worship or to worship the amulet, but right. But you can keep it with hmm. you for a good luck term, good business and life protection power, or keep it in your house. It is a fabulous collector's item indeed. Those are yeah. their words, not mine. But they said that. Indeed. And Indeed. if you order now, order now, you get free shipping to worldwide. To worldwide. Mm. Wherever worldwide to is. Worldwide. Like, I said, and they do, this one, we, we will ship in one business days after payment confirmed. All right. So you're looking at this, you're like, closed eye Buddha. 
Like, I'm not feeling it. You know what I really want? Right. I want to gamble. Gamble. See, so what you need for that is the gambling gamble Thai amulet of the Thailand's horny little devil. And I think I need to go to my, I, I think my friend has told me, let's see if we can hear this, how it, you're supposed to say this. My mom just called me. She said it's Pat Nong. Could you hear that? Mm, uh-huh. So Pat Nong. Uh, so uh, my friend who is Thai uh, told me the pronounce because I could not find on the internet how to say this. So I'm not going to <laughs> attempt to repronounce that. And I'm not going to let sure. that be. Thank you, Mick. All right. So. But you will love this little imp and his red eyes. Mm. They follow you everywhere, and they're kind of adorable. I mean, they must be made of some rubies? Sure. 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 (laughs) Um, It does say uh, mixed material. So, I mean, ruby is a material, right? I mean, or... um, Kind of looks like a pasting, like I don't know, Swarovski. No, like Swarovski maybe sparkles like, better than that. Yeah, like what I buy on Amazon when I want to bedazzle shit. That mm-hmm. is kind of what his little cute eyes say. It is. It's fucking adorable. Uh, it is adorable, but not fifty thousand dollars adorable. I don't know. So I mean, this is what you get with it, right? All right, it will protect the owner from the bad things, such as oh. evil, black magic. To improve a love, wait, I guess this is a good part now. All right. So, um, or it's protecting you from this. Not sure. All right. Oh. So you improve a love, charm, luck, and wealth makeover. Well, makeover? Who doesn't love a good makeover? Mm. Right? Everybody loves a good makeover. Yeah. 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 Uh, much like the jewel we showed before this. Now, remember, this is uh, the same Imho shop. Uh, it does have free world shipping. But this mm. one ships in two business days after payment is confirmed. Whoa. So just so you know, if you're in a hurry, you may want to get closed eyed Buddha, not gambling gam- gambler, gam- hmm. whatever little red eye thing. All right. So, and, and yeah, again, $50,000. But, you know, awesome. I mean, he's a horny little devil. He's great. Uh, so uh, maybe, you know, but some of us are like, that's a little, a little high for me. I mean, you don't have those amulets yet, so right. you can't, you know, so you, have the money. You got to start things. with a lower level. Am- you got to start with a more budget conscious amulet so that you can have the funds to buy the more expensive amulets later. Right. Exactly. And for those of you, like we do have this, uh, tasso or horse tooth that's 10% off. So it's ten percent off, Ooh. and I think it runs out. You know, it's 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 under two grand. Um, so it is a horse tooth, but does not come from a horse's mouth. Just so we know, this is a precious Tibetan bead. Now, how often can you find a precious Tibetan bead? I mean, they're, they're rare, right? Huh. Um, yeah. I mean, and, who doesn't love a sale? And who doesn't? These are on sale. They are 10% off, right? And these are some of the oldest Z beads that we've ever seen, right? Um, And we can get endurance, beauty, elegance, and freedom, just like the sacred animal, the horse. Hmm. Yep, yep. Um, So this can also help you to not only overcome barriers, but also will favor the pursuit of luck. And it helps to be at the right time and right place so you can grab luck by the tail. Ah, oh, because it's a horse. Yeah, you get it? You get it? Yeah. And But if you wear this, 
then it allows the owner to be in those places so that so that you can find it. And uh, the horses also can become very loyal to their owners. So this bee can become very affectionate and loyal to you. So if you mm. need a friend. It's an affectionate bead. It's an affectionate bead. It's a horse bead. Sell, that just sells itself. It does. It really, it really does. Okay. So, so far we've been talking a lot about money and luck, but what about love, right? Don't we all deserve some love? Sure. I think so. I think sure so. All right. So now let's take a look at this marry me amulet. Extremely dangerous. Oh, oh my. Oh, it's dangerous. Uh, so, but it is selling for the bargain price of $1,888. And with that, you could also add your own personalization. So great. Let's make it special, right? We want something that's unique. It better be personalized. (laughs) Right. Uh, But there's a caution. Uh, Spirits of higher realm are summoning here to help you and will never harm you. Please do not engage the spell out of curiosity. It will be disrespectful. So don't do that. I don't know if I've ever had that curious of an $1,800. I don't know. But, well, let's see. What does 1800 get? What does it get you? What's it made of, right? Okay. So you materials are candles, mantra, chanting, candle making, spell jar. So it's not so much of like a jewelry amulet that you would wear. It is more of a package to do a spell. I, so I'm guessing and also paying for somebody to make candles. Like somebody should have paid you for all the candles that, say, that you made during COVID. So yeah, uh, the, Diana, pimp your pimp whatever site you're still selling candles on here. They're, they're, they're not. They're, they're not online. They're but done. Okay, making candles. Yeah, yeah. I, she had a problem. It was. It, it became a thing. Okay, so this I is. I don't. I can't sit still very well. And we were in a goddamn pandemic, and I. I know. To we all. We all did things. We did things. Okay. I have. I have a rower. So anyhow. Um. So this is the amulet you should possess if your ultimate goal is matrimony. Is there a person in your life who means the world to you? Are you ready hmm. to tie the knot? Then you should possess the marry me amulet. I. I agree. I want the marry me amulet. Um, so you should do this if your lover is preventing the relationship from moving forward. If your maybe lover you shouldn't marry them, I'm just kidding. yeah, probably. I'm, that's a sign. Maybe <sighs> uh, if your lover is having second thoughts about you and your future together. Just bind them to you with magic. It's fine. Um, if you were certain that marriage Ooh. would bond the two of you together, which is what marriage is supposed to do, but okay, yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's, the All goal. Right. That's, that's the definition. All right, so the Marry Me amulet is designed to do one thing. Pierce the heart of your loved one, making them not only aware of your desires, but bringing their desires and their love to you to the same level so you can be crazy together. It's so good. I love two crazy people in love. Like, it works out well. Or at least I get some datelines out of it. And so this mystical amulet will bring love, loyalty, and passion to those who possess it. You know, listen, passion, right? So to, to get started, though, you do need to send some things. So to this person on Etsy, you need to send both of yours full names, both of yours mm-hmm. mother's names, both of yours mm-hmm. date of birth, 
both of your time of birth, but that's optional, both of your birthplace, both of your current address, and both of your picture. Hmm. So identity theft is the answer. Yep. That's how you're loved together because you both of your both of your money is gone, so you have nothing to do but default love, right? Mm. All right, so that was the marry me amulet. It's available. Huh? That's we fine. do not endorse that they were not sponsored by the marry me amulet. We do not spot you know. Do what you will with it. This is, not, wanna... this is not an endorsement or a recommendation of any product whatsoever. <laughs> not endorsement. Not not and whatever you want to buy it. Sure. We're not saying right, not so, to either. We're just saying. saying not, not, not to. But, you know. All right. So if your identity <gasps> has not been stolen yet and you still need that extra piece for your home, may we suggest the super rare and collectible two head, ten tails lizard mystery powerful tie amulet. Motherfucker's kind of cool looking. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of cool, but fucking creepy, because just like uh-huh. the title suggests, it is a lizard with the two <laughs> heads <laughs> and, and ten tails. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's not it a wet. It's not a wet specimen. It's not a, I don't know. Like, it's, it's a taxidermy, it's like a, but it's in a it's thing. It's like a dry specimen in a container. Yeah, it, so it looks like kind of taxidermy, like in a quartz crystal or something. I bet that's plastic. You're yeah, plastic. I don't know. It's in very good condition, though. <laughs> it's what it says. It's very good condition. It also has been blessed by Buddhist monks with holy water, not just any water, holy mm. water. As all Thai ambulance has been blessed by monks, they made that very clear. There is no need to bless them again. Nope, nope, no need. No, it's done. As the pure spiritual power, which has already been embedded inside the amulet, will remain forever. Hmm. But the amulets will empower its power only if the proprietor thinks good, do good things, and say good things. So this is all on you, buddy. All right? So you need to So hold to send... on. If you do good things and say good things and are a good person, then good things will come to you because mm-hmm. of the amulet, not because you're a good doing. Yeah. This <laughs> amulet, that costs $9,999. But frankly, Or you could just follow their recommendation and just don't be a dick. Uh, and then maybe uh, good things will come to you. I don't trademark. know. Trademark. Um, but, but I mean, really, you're paying for the t- fucking tailed lizard. So I have a lot of lizards that live at my house. They're adorable. We have, like, uh, bearded ones and I forget some other things. But sometimes I have some albino ones that live in the garage. They're fun. Um, but they don't have ten tails. Or two heads. So, cut. Something happened to that poor lizard. (laughs) Poor, poor lizard. Like, who found this lizard? Like, I have so many questions. So, so many questions about this poor. And the thing is, this one's on eBay. So you can actually go and look. And there's many other ones. Because apparently the thing, this brings you extra luck. Like, the more number of heads and the more tails, all of them are more luck within this amulet. But, Hmm. like, 
I don't trust people, and I'm just like, y'all are mutating lizards. Like, some, like, either, like, through, like, radiation or, like, you're just fucking, like, mutated lizards to other mutated lizards. I just see, like, this factory happening somewhere in Thailand. That's so if you are the proprietor of the lizard factory, please contact me through my DMs. All right. So our last item. All right. Wait, let's get through this. All right. So our last <laughs> item is our bargain item, right? So we know... Yes. $9,900, it's a lot. $50,000, it's a lot. Unless you have the ambulance and then it's nothing, right? So if you already bought right. those, whatever, you don't, you don't need fine. this. Or maybe you do, all right? So here, for the price of $19.99 and free four-day sh- yep. four shipping, free four-day shipping. Very exclusive, four. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what shipping company offers four-day shipping, but whatever is a thing, sure. Um, sure. You can have... Powerful protection, magic voodoo, black chicken foot charm amulet, and so like mm-hmm. I looked at that at first, and I was like, did they put the black magic? Like, did they move the black? Like, was this a typo? But nah, it's a black chicken foot. Yeah, feet. It is. Feet to be example. Chicken feet. Chicken feet. Do you feet. get two for the nineteen ninety nine? You'll get two, man. That's a fucking bargain, man. You're Both less feet? like ten, that mm. is like ten dollars less than ten dollars. Ten bucks a foot. $10 Ten bucks a foot. a foot. Ten bucks a foot, right? And they're kind of cool looking. I'm not gonna lie, um, but they do offer protection from evil and thievery and bad intent. It comes with a special spell. Uh, personalized magic can be applied on request. This is nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents, y'all. You, this is that's impressive. Fucking bargain. It's, it's a, a fucking bargain. It can be worn or placed near valuables, and um, I think they are just trying out to be fucking earrings. Like, they have this little attached metal crown on them and in a chain, and they're just like, bitch, man, you you wear that shit out. You were going to have, like, the best shit. Nobody's going to rob you at all. Nobody no. gonna rob you if you're wearing black. These, <laughs> they're, they're, they might they're real. start, and they're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. And they'll be like, wait, are those chicken feet? And then you're going to be like, yeah, man, they're real. Ch-. And like, yeah, and then they're just going to walk away or give you their money. I think, yeah, they're just yeah. like, here, man, like, just take my shit. Like, you need this. Take my shit. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can also have um, special decor and charms and chains and feathers added on request. Uh, so there's, like, different items you can look at. Um each item is unique and made to order by a voodoo witch doctor, uh, although limited supplies are available. And uh, uh, like I said, I mean, honestly, they're not terrible looking. They're kind of cool. No. And I don't want to fuck no. with a witch doctor. Yeah. No. I just don't want to be cursed by one. Cool so, too. yeah. 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 But also then I started thinking about this from an entrepreneur's perspective. And that was also something the psychic told me. I'm an entrepreneur. Um so how about this on Shark Tank? All right. So those chicken feet, if I am not mistaken, I can get a, I can still, even in this timeline, I think I can get a bag of chicken feet for like a dollar at the store. Right. And you like, at, like think about them or something with black. The neighborhood then, you live in, Diana, like there are so many chicken feet. I'm sure. You go to Tom Thumb, I bet you've got like a, a, like a cooler full of fucking chicken feet. The, I don't know. Probably. Look, next time you go Tom Thumb, like, look, you've never like, oh, seen fuck, chicken feet right. Tom Thumb. Fiesta print, baby. Oh, no, other Fiesta? Yeah, there's, there is just like, there's an aisle. There's a chicken feet aisle. But, 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So but they really that's like a dollar, and you probably get like twenty four chicken feet in there, and like you're selling yeah. these for twenty bucks. Yeah. That's good. It's a nice market. Good on you, man. Healthy, healthy, healthy profit margin. Mm-hmm. Healthy profit also, margin. This does come with a mini sample bottle of Magic Black Chicken Oil. I don't. I don't know what that means. I don't either. I don't. And it didn't say. Is it like it emu say. oil? I don't know. I know. Let's leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, you know, I'm gonna order these for you, right? <laughs> God damn it. The 20 bucks, man. Is this worth $20? Fuck yeah, it's worth $20. Yeah. Um, apparently, they're shipping from some Santeria in LA. <laughs> All right. So, moving on. Bobby, Bobby wants God to send legs. Yeah. All and right, then sorry, we so cut. that's the end of the home shopping. <laughs> like, <break>. <laughs> oh. yep. And we cut um, right up. So, Bobby does say, when you find God, tell him to send legs. And we cut immediately then to Rufus. What? Rufus Turner. Here he is. And he's got a shotgun at a gas station in, like, a big fight, firefight, with uh, pulling an injured guy behind. What kind of shotgun is that? I I didn't look closely. It was a, I mean, it was obviously, it was an automatic, but it was, I don't know what was going on. Like, at the top of it, almost looked like there was a bayonet on top of it. I didn't, I didn't look in it because I didn't have time because I thought you would know. (laughs) I failed you. I failed you. Um, Tiana. Yeah. So we've got this. Basically, we've got like I don't, don't want really to be your spiritual advisor anymore. Uh, I'm sorry. We we dude. cut that out. All right, go ahead. Um, so we're at a we're obviously in some small town. We don't really know where. Rufus is in a firefight with somebody, and he's got to put a tourniquet on this kid's leg. And I say kid. He's a like a young adult. A kid. I mean, he's a teenager. Uh, It looks like he, I don't know. He could be 12 or nine or 25. I don't know. He's somewhere between those ages. I mean, I'd say like 16 to 25, but yeah. Anyway, so Rufus calls Bobby and the phone's all fucked up. Their cell cell coverage is garbage, but he's like, I'm up to my ass and demons. That's a sat phone. Oh, he was on a sat phone, which also kind of like, if those aren't connected real well, they can be real wonky. Well, and they can, but then also my notes are like, damn it. I still need to buy a sat phone. I used because to the apocalypse occasionally it was pretty exciting they're exciting they're cool but like so I, mean, I like, just had buy- to just go do like they do a monthly test on it like if you have a sat phone because like it's like equipment maintenance and i work when i briefly worked in um security field um we'd have to check our sat phone yeah um it's pretty cool i felt really cool when i got to test it i'm trying to think of how i could say that so like emergency operating centers that also have sat phones like they have to go around to test those sat phones and all the cell towers that go into emergency operating numbers like Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know i just want one they're cool but the plans are very expensive so i don't know how big my tinfoil hat is anyhow okay so but he's up to his ass in demons in River Pass, Colorado, and he's asking Bobby for help. And as he's doing that, there's two demons coming for him. It's a biker and a redneck with an axe. <laughs> I was just deeply amused. Colorado. And, uh, and then the call drops. So, and yes, that's appropriate. Um, so we cut back. Um, now we've got our um, Winchester brothers driving baby to River Pass, Colorado. And of course, as they get to small this small town, the fucking bridge is out. Because of course the bridge is out. And it looks like something just like totally ripped through this concrete and steel. It was kind of impressive tear out of this bridge. 
But it was impressive. It took four days for them to shoot like that. What like that's like ten seconds, right? And it took them four days to shoot that scene because it was so much. I don't know. It's but I, it's you know special effects, and so but it was really cool though. It was, it was an amazing shot. The only road in and out. How many towns are actually like that? I'm going to hedge that there are very, 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 very few where they have literally one road in and out and it goes over a very perilous bridge that can be easily knocked over. Like, do you live in that town? If you do, let me know. Um, because that you shouldn't live in that town. Although your emergency a, services should do some research and your county should build you another fucking bridge. But I also that, feel from a defensive standpoint, that makes me feel very secure. No, you have two. Cause you can have one in and one out that way. I mean, but is, they can't know. Like it has to be a secret way out, right? So uh, like a tunnel. You have two evacs, two evacs, two exits. So I gotta have two ways out. Yeah, but then like if you have two ways out, that's two ways in. Yeah. So if you only have one it's thing, the and then I can like disconnect. Yeah, it's the risk. It's the risk you gotta have. Yeah, see, I, I trust myself more to defend myself than to go... Anyways, okay. So, right. but this town did not defend themselves. Uh, I think the boys should have had cores as they're walking through. Um, but yeah. But instead, they're walking to... Let's play in the uh, background. They're walking to Spirit in the Sky by Norman uh, Greenbaum. Funny enough, this song was just on Shazam the other night, and I was very proud of myself because I knew it. Right away, and I knew who sang it. Came out in 1969 as a bit of trivia about this song. Wait, did you know that before or after you watched this? I knew this no, song name. I didn't know Norman. What? Well, no, so did the Shazam happen before or after you watched the episode? Uh, after. That's awesome. It's so great. Yeah, See, I was really excited. Supernatural yeah. gives you knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what was interesting is that it was uh, Norman Norman Greenbaum was inspired to write this song after watching Porter Wagner sing about a preacher on TV. There you go. Interesting. Not really relevant to Supernatural, just something I thought we would Whatever. Be I think it's cool. So, hopefully someone else does. But, yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, they're, you know, they run up, you know, they're walking through this town. There's cars flipped. Everything's just kind of abandoned. It's really kind of creepy. And the, Except for the fishing really cool. rods, which are all like still like they're all pointed up and like in their little rod, rod holes. Rod holder. Well, what I thought was really into a really clever use of music here, though, is that we're hearing the music like fully, like a like we do whenever they use background music on the show. But as they're walking up to this one car that's left running, the music slowly transitions, so the direction and the tone of it changes. So now it is playing from the the shitty speakers in this car. Instead of being the background music, I just thought that was a really cool effect that they did. And they reached yeah, no, off, that was a was... brilliant move. So there's some really really cool stuff. I'm going to go ahead and be upfront. There's really really cool things about this episode. I kind of don't like this episode. It kind of upset me. I'm just going to be upfront. Well, we haven't talked about that yet today, but there's really cool stuff like that that I'm like, man, I really appreciate that. But I also the the storyline i don't love that's me yeah, fair, fair so we do like as they're walking through we do see a banner for the 75th anniversary of pioneer days and mm-hmm. of course um they threw easter eggs in there and so um the grand marshal is the production designer jerry Wan- wanek wanek sorry dude if i whatever your name has w a and i have a waddell name so i get it uh so it could be wanek or wanek um and then the rodeo queen is lee lee lashuk which is a shout out to their graphic the graphic artist uh lee and elishuk 
or Ella Chuck. Sorry, also if I butcher your name, but uh, so yay Easter eggs. And then we mm-hmm. see, well, there's it's a horrible scene of blood splatter with a stroller that's been run over by a car. But then we hear, and there's also a shiny red Mustang. And there's a shiny red Mustang in the, all the arrays of abandoned cars out there. But that yep. one stands out because it's shiny red Mustang from, I believe, And it's not fucked with. Like, yeah, it hasn't been, like, opened or just left running or anything crazy. So we hear a gun cock, and they turn around, and it's fucking Ellen. Hello, boys. What? We haven't seen her in a while. And she splashes Dean in the face with holy water and then almost shoots him in the face. It's pretty funny. You know, uh, I would really like to be able to just, like, walk up to my friends and throw water like, in their face. Throw holy water in their face and just shrug. <laughs> throw holy water in their face and then hold a gun to their face to watch and make sure they don't react. And then be like, all right, let's go, let's go hang out. Okay, guys, let's go now. Yep, yep. Like, but before that, we're, before I talk to you, we're going to do one more thing. Mm. And we're going to walk into this building that has mm-hmm. a devil's trap and salt. salt on it. And she just, like, stomps her fit in the salt to one, you broke Which your is... seal, Ellen. Like, way God. to go. Don't but break was... the seal, Ellen. It, was it, like, tra- I don't know why, like, if she was trying to show that she could touch salt. I don't know. Mm. But they go inside, and she then at this point, now she can be emotional. So she gives Dean a big hug because she... um hadn't she had heard that he was alive but she hadn't seen him and so she was very you know mad that he hadn't called or followed up with them so dick move guys oh. like yeah like why haven't you been like ellen's badass like you keep in touch with that woman she'll save your ass yeah. one day so basically she's trying to tell them what's going on and that they're you know there's demons in the whole town and it asks them if this is the end times and so they go into this other room. There's like nine, there's a small group of like nine people from the town in this room. Like it's kind of like the basement of the church, I guess. It's not really like, yeah, like I guess gathering yeah. room of the church. And she tells everybody that they're hunters that are there to help. Um, and that, uh, and she got there because Rufus called her as well. He was, and he was there investigating omens and the town was possessed. And so Ellen and Joe had been hunting together and ended up there. And uh, Sam's like, well, we, let's just get these people out of town then. What the fuck? And she's like, yeah, we've tried, but there used to be 20 of us. And now there's 10. Basically, she doesn't say that, but that's Oops. the math. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. And he's like, well, let's just go get more guns. And because <laughs> Sam saw the sporting goods Erica. store on his way in. <laughs> and uh, so they're like, yeah, all right. Well, they're going to go uh, find guns, salt, Joe, and Rufus. That's the mission. That's just that's the shopping list. It's like on a on a little yeah. post it. Guns. Guns. <laughs> Joe. Salt. Rufus. Uh and then and the stairwell though, they stop because Dean's like, Yeah, maybe I go and Sam, you kinda just stay here with these guys. And Sam's like, Oh, you just don't want me around demons. And Dean tries to lie, but uh obviously that's what's going on. Obviously Dean's um, still being a little bitch. Yeah, and he's upset, but Sam's like, look, fine, I'll just go get salt, you go get the guns. And now Dean's like, well, maybe we shouldn't separate, hold on a minute. So, uh, pick, make up your mind, Dean. So, that, but they do, he's, Sam's like, let's just be professional and let me go do my shit. And so, what the fuck Sam, is that? Like, know, you're not professionals. You're not, not the, you're not the FBI. Like, you're two hunters. Like, we're what just, the fuck is... We're just gonna, let's we're just make prof, have a man. relationship now. We're just yeah, no, let's make sure, now. like, you know, we've got to... File the CPR report. Who's gonna file the HR report? (laughs) 
Oh my god. Alright, uh, so Sam goes to the Quick Mart to get rock salt, and two demons come in. And they're young kids, like teen, teen teens. And at first they don't see him, but then of course he makes a noise, Ugh. and then they do. So it's to be a big fight, and Sam tries to exercise him, but doesn't do it successfully, so ends up having to stab him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And there's some of your bitch blood, Sammy. Dude, craving. Yeah. Yeah. And then he and just like goes, pretty good. And he was he was not. He's told us last episode he was fine. Now he's fighting demons. There's blood everywhere. And now we tell that Sam is not so fine. Sam is craving some demon blood. Poor Sam. Which now, yeah. by the way, I'm also oh, never mind. There's a whole other layer to that to this episode, especially. But I'm just gonna leave that alone. We'll come back to that. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. Anyways. Still doesn't make sense. So Dean comes in the door. It's different. Uh, yeah, and then like Dean comes in the door and he looks at Sam and then he looks at the blood. And then he oh. looks at Sam. And it's just like, get the fuck over it, Dean. And like also and we'll get into this later too, I think, but this there's a lot of addiction things that are going on and things that piss me off as people who support Not people's addictions and people who yeah. don't. And I understand, like, you haven't, ha- you already had your intervention. We're past that shit now, Dean. Like, now you're in support mm-hmm. mode. Um, right. You can't just keep, like, blaming the addict and expecting them to, like, not have cravings. Like, he was yeah. sucking down bitch blood for, like, a year, man. He's going to have cravings. Deal with it. Well, and then now we've got, and then we cut back to the church, and everybody's, like, prepping weapons and trying to do some training and there's a um uh a veteran who uh obviously uh, anyways he does a really nice tear down of the a of an ar it's like nice job sir well, I like that you think that it's a nice tear down because this is my notes. He was just like, the guy proceeds to tear it down. Now put it back together, you cocky asshole. Because, like, when Dean goes, do you know anything about guns? And I get it. Like, you're stepping up, bro. But you could have just said, yes, I was in the army. Yeah. I mean, but also there's something really, like, uh, when you've put together and taken apart an AR that many times. Oh, I also meant while, to ask. I meant to ask you, have you, did they make you do this? Have you done this? Like, like, like a time breakdown of an AR and yeah. put it back together. Yeah, we, we would have contests. Like, How fast did you get? I don't honestly don't remember. I'm not, and I'm not great. I can do a really, I'm really good. I can take it all apart and put it back together. I just, I'm not super fast. Plus I have nails now, so. But you didn't have nails then. Like, was it like a minute? Like, what's, I was like, what's the time? No, I was faster than that. I don't remember. I really don't remember. But I was decent speed at it. Um, and uh, but I mean, I was. I enjoyed doing it. And I've like a few years ago, somebody was like, I hadn't done it in years because I've been out of the military for several years now. Uh, but for a few years, a couple just like a few a couple years ago, somebody was like, "What? You know how to do that?" And I was like, "Yeah." I'm gonna... I mean, I, part of I know, the army. Shocker! It is part and of the so army, I, and if I'm you have like, guns, so you like, should know. Yeah, and I took it. Up, well, I mean, an, an AR specific. I, well, technically, okay. To be clear, technically, the military doesn't use an AR. They use an M16 or an M4, which, but it's almost identical. Just to be clear, for people that are not gun knowledgeable, people, AR is the civilian version, which does not have burst or automatic options, which the M4 has burst. But that's okay. Doesn't have a, yeah. does not have Anyhow. full auto either. But yeah. So anyway, no, it's kind of a, it was it's kind of a thing like because you get like a flow to it in a system, and so it's almost like a 
like it, it's it's a very rhythmic thing when you're used to doing it very regularly. So that's why I kind of see why he did it and didn't bother me. But I thought it was interesting that so the um the way they the way they play the characters off that like <laughs> Dean asks where he served or um and and uh, or sorry the guy asks Dean where he served and Dean's response is hell. Yep, and he's like hell. seriously, seriously, mm-hmm. seriously, yeah. seriously. So, um. Well, now we have yeah. Mopey Sam. He's all Mopey. Yeah, because he, cause he killed two possessed teenagers. Yeah, and you and should be like sad. It. And we don't even yeah, deal so- with that at the end of this episode. So, whatever. You just mm-hmm. fucking killed two teenagers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. So, <laughs> Dean really kind of, like, Ellen wants to look for Joe, and Dean doesn't trust Sam to go out um, on his own. And they do a big stare down, and then Ellen and Sam go after all to look for Joe. Yeah, uh, Sam does have a very good line that uh, crap doesn't hit the fan with coffee breaks. And of anybody who has ever, you know, been in those type of crisis situations where shit doesn't stop. I get you. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel you, Sam. Um, but so at this point, though, like Sam has just had enough of Dean shit. And yeah. good for you, Sam. Go. Yeah. So they figure out that there's and, a house... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. So they go through. They go to look for Joe, and they're they're working their way through town, and um, and Ellen tries to kind of ask what's going on with them, and he's just like, "Oh no, it's the rest of the job." Blah. And then they see that there's a house with smoke coming from the chimney. They go to investigate, and they see demons in the window, but they're like, mm, "But demons don't need fire unless they're burning something." So maybe this is a hint. And uh, that, while that also, like, yeah, but does that also mean that demons can't sweat? Like, if they don't feel cold, but do then they don't feel heat. Sweat? I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, like, so, but, like, he's saying they don't feel cold, so why, they can't feel hot. So, like, that's the best superpower, like, I could ever think of. <laughs> like, I can just wear this, that, like, leather jacket all the time and just look awesome and not sweat. I need a demon. All right. Um, so, so, how does this break loose? Yeah. yeah, they get attacked. It's, um... Yeah, they're they're getting attacked by a, this a man and one man and Joe are now attacking them, but both of their eyes are black. So we're like, oh fuck, this guy and Joe are now possessed. This is bad. But Joe is attacking Ellen with her black demon eyes and yelling at Ellen, "Give me my mom back, you black eyed bitch!" And also said, "Don't move, you evil skank." And this is the second time in a week that Skank has come back into my life. And I think it's a synchronicity. And we need to bring Skank back. So this is the official start that Skank is coming back as a word. Okay. Just so you know. All right. So, so but yeah, it's weird. Like, why, why everybody have black eyes? That's real weird. And then Sam tells Ellen to run. But then he gets hit in the head. And she does. But he gets hit in the head. And it's Rufus. And Rufus has black eyes. So, fuck. So now, as you know, right now, for all we know, Joe, this random dude, and Rufus are all demons. Yep. This is also the start of Rufus hitting people in the head, which he does this entire episode. We'll point it out every time it happens. But even if there is a demon inside of, he's bopping them on the head, but there's still like Sam's brain inside of there. Like, we know what happens if football players, like, do hunters, like, have the same thing, like, just getting concussions Probably. over and over again. They just start losing. Like, yeah, Rufus, stop hitting people on the head. Anyway, so Sam's going to wake up tied in a chair. Yeah. And Rufus and Joe, with their black eyes, are calling him an evil son of a bitch and throwing holy water on him. And they want to start pouring salt down his throat, which is bad. It's a lot of salt. 
And I also yeah. wonder, like, I didn't see in the notes what they used. Because that can't, like, as an actor, like, that can't be pleasant to have, like, that mm. much salt poured down your... Bleh. Even if it's sugar, that's still a lot of, like, I don't know how you make that happen without it being awful. I don't think you can. It's going to be awful. Yeah. Back, back at the church, Ellen returns by herself, and Dean wants to know where Sam is. And then when she just shakes her head, the pregnant lady starts freaking out about, what if the demons are here? And the priest just asks if that's even possible. So Dean starts to storm out in true Dean fashion, but then he pauses, said he needs a plan. Yep, and oh, they show the door. Is that a bingo card? Like the paper that's hanging in the door, and they image like, they like covers up the people. Is it a bingo card? Oh, I think it was. That good use sense. of church resources, man. Yeah, good, 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 good plan, guys. So back in the 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 demon house, uh, Sam is desperately trying to get uh, Joe and Rufus to stop shoving salt down his fucking throat, and they're just really fucking confused. And we see a man in the doorway, and this man we saw briefly. In the church basement earlier. And kind of just kind of a quiet character, but he was there briefly. But now he's in the hallway at the demon house. And he looks, makes eye contact with Sam and twists a ring on his finger. And, uh, yeah, which is never a great sign. And so Sam looks up and sees a devil's trap on the ceiling. And they're, Joe and Rufus are just completely confused. They don't understand what's happening or why. Now, though, we turn and get their view of Sam, and we see that they see Sam with black eyes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, shit. So now we know that something is amiss. I mean, we knew something's, we knew something was amiss. Now it's amiss, amiss, More amiss. so amiss. It's not just like a, it's amiss, amiss. It's not just a, oh, they've got a demon infestation. There's something weird going on. Um, so... Back in so, the church, um, yep. we got Ellen and Dean there talking, um, and she's like, you know, there, she, there's a demon in Joe, but it's real fucking weird because the demon in Joe called me a black-eyed bitch. But we need to figure out how to get this out of Joe without killing her. And they're really confused why salt and holy water didn't work from their side either, and that Joe had an anti-possession um, uh, spell or amulet, so she shouldn't have been able to be possessed anyways. Oh, and weird. Dean's like... Dean's like, yeah, no, uh, something's real off. But my instinct, first instinct is to call Bobby or Sam. But I also love that she asks him, like, what's your instinct? And I think that's yeah. a really good question. Like, And also just kind of in the middle of a crisis to have, like, someone who manages crises for a living, as Diana does. Like, it's really nice to have someone be like, okay, stop. We don't know what's going on. What's your gut? And I just think, yeah, damn, like, Ellen, like, you're a badass. I love her so much. And so then, like, Dean just starts breaking it down. And I was like, all right, wait, why was Rufus in town? Like, why was mm -hmm. he here in the first place? Mm -hmm. And he was there because the there, he was re looking into an omen regarding water is all they know. But they asked the priest, and they're like, yeah, like, just like a week ago, out of nowhere, the river just ran with pollution real hard all of a sudden. That was a week ago, and then demons were here the next day. Maybe they got and some then, tell lizards. Maybe they did. Yeah. And then um, our our Fallujah veteran, whose name the the character's name is Austin, actually. Yeah. Um, at this point, I just started calling him Tactical Austin. Well, because first I was funny. calling him Tactical Guy, and then I was calling him Austin, and then I just started calling him Tactical Austin or TA for short. 
I just called him Vet. Um, but he uh, he mentions, by the way, it might not be anything, but there was also a giant shooting star that night. And so Dean grabs the Bible. Hmm. Because it's Things not Dean X-Files. doesn't typically do. Uh, yeah. But and, he's in research um, mode. Like, I yeah, know. smart move. Just... Like, right? Like, I know this. I know this is something. I know the answer. Uh, so he turns, flips through um, the Bible to Revelations, and I'll read the whole, um, uh, the two verses. Well, most of the two verses. It's uh, Revelations 8, 10 through 11. It's uh, a great star blazing like a torch fell from the sky on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. Weird, because that's not what he said in the show. <laughs> I know. Which is also, that's but that's close. also like, there is, this is, hey, there's a eight lot million of versions fucking, of the Bible. Anyways. Eight, yeah. yeah, of that, yeah, that's a thing. But basically, okay. the Revelations but the- does describe a star falling something and then the water <clears throat> um affecting water and then the star is called wormwood that's that's what the the bible yep. quote says and if you don't yeah so and there's a lot of things for wormwood which is also probably goes it goes into satanic things and other stuff but um also that is how we get absinthe so yay wormwood yes. um yes. but then the reverend asked or the priest i guess he's a priest sorry uh, he asked in the best voice ever like are you saying this is about the apocalypse <laughs> yeah he's like wait what he's so great Excuse like me, just son. his like just that like and also just imagine being like a holy person who you like always like i think this is real and then someone's like what what no no no. the mm-hmm. apocalypse is here I'm like what yeah and then uh dean makes a reference to the four horsemen and says which one rides a red horse and how i'm so disappointed he didn't do this and the answer is war and he mentions the cherry Mustang and how that's how he'd roll if he was for the four horsemen. Yeah, yeah. That honestly, I hate, I don't like those Mustangs, but whatever. Um, so, um, but oh shit. Like, then he realizes, like, we've been gaslit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is war. This isn't, this isn't a demonic possession situation. So Sam's still tied up and we cut, we cut back to there where that house and the man that was in the hallway touching his ring enters and Sam asks who he is. Well, Roger is, that's the name of the body, but, um, Sam's like, well, who are you really? And he's like, Roger, AKA war says, hint, I was in Germany, Germany, the middle East. I was in Darfur, uh, waiting to hook up with siblings. Uh, I've got three, pretty funny little line yeah it's funny but it's also like douchebag i hate people who answer questions in a fucking riddle like just tell me who the fuck you are you could have just said hey i am one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse my name is war it's nice to meet you and said oh i'm just going to like but i also love how this actor like he did such a great job of very cocky well, a switching between his characters right so like his roger character is like at the first like if you didn't yeah, if you didn't know what was happening, like, you would just assume, like, oh, that's just, like, kind of a loser guy, like, whatever. And no. then, like, he's just like, oh, and then he's, like, the sexy, like, horseman. And he's just like, yeah, I run the apocalypse. I make wars oh, happen. sexy, war. sexy war. Yeah, sexy war. <laughs> I'm war. Uh, 
All right, so this is when Sam figures it out. So now we've got both of our brothers figuring out what the fuck's going on separately, which is good. Uh, he's like, all right, it's not demons. Um, you just took out the bridge and made everybody hallucinate and sit back. And that's it. And um, and he's and uh, War is like, no, you know, people are fucking vicious. You know, this is, you know, last week it was Mayberry, and this week they're stabbing each other's kids. Uh, and he gets that Roger, you know, is like, yeah, you think I'm a monster. I just put jello. Sh- I just put out. I'm just, oh, he said, excuse me. I'm just jello shots at a party. I remove inhibitions. Yep. And then he also pokes fun of the Irish. Yeah. He's like, you've seen the Irish. They're all Irish. And yes, I, I love you guys. But yeah, you, you just fuck each other because. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a very like it is a very cryptic point, And I know Sarah is pulling it, you know, pulling in. But it's this idea that all of this idea of other forces causing things to happen are just people being stupid. Right. And that's pretty much just like, yeah, y'all are just stupid. All I did was get you drunk a little bit. And next thing you know, like you're fucking killing You made your other. own choices. You made your own choices. You made that, that choice. Like, and then like, oh, and then just like, oh, it gets bad. Yep. Like yeah. he just starts, the what he's saying about Sam. Ooh. Yeah. He gets into him on being his poster boy for obsessing over the demon blood um, and that it's all about all it was about all along was lust and power. You just wanted to be stronger than everyone, but you had good you had good intentions. But that's how the slide to hell. That's heavy. Like it's a super heavy like moral. And you know this goes back to you know whole like you know heroes of a thousand faces and all that other shit. But uh, really, that Sam's downfall is that he had too much pride and that he mm-hmm. wanted to be the strongest, and he wanted to be the best, and he wanted to be the hero, and that's his problem. And yep. but really, like you know, and this is I think as we start seeing this metaphor of Sam's blood with like other addictions, like this is kind of like I think it's starting to really get into Sam's head. Like oh shit. This is bad. Oh, oh, fuck. Really like, maybe up. I wasn't yeah. getting high on demon blood because I liked getting high on demon blood. But you do, because it's fun. Uh, but it's also like I had other shit that I was like, <laughs> that was causing this. It's pretty deep. Mm-hmm. For sure. So um, then we uh, get Roger twists his ring and says, showtime for the meat suits. And falls and like falls down like his head hurts and it's right in Rufus and Joe running in. And, Roger and he also makes like the bleeding. blood just coming out of his head, which is a great party trick. That's fucking great. Yeah. And so Roger has a, has, a, has a wound and blames Sam, claims that Sam's told him that the demons were coming. And all they're seeing, all Rufus and Joe are seeing is Sam with black eyes. So now they're like freaking out. And so Rufus knocks the shit out of Sam. He hits him on the head again, again. with a shotgun. There's a brain in there. There's a brain. Damn, so, Rufus, back chill at the, the church, fuck though, out. Right? Back at the church, though, that's our our vet is, uh, vet, uh, vet, vet Tactical <laughs> Austin, whatever. Tactical Austin. Whatever we're going to call him, is uh, very skeptical of what Dean has explained is actually going on. He doesn't really buy it. Fair. And, I mean, because you're just like, you're like, wait a minute, what? You just, like, spent all this time convincing me they were demons, and now... Right. And now you were wrong. No, no. Demons are real. These just aren't them. Like, yeah, but not these guys. So this is something else that I would probably, I would also be like, "Fuck you, I'm going to do my own shit now." Yeah. So, but then there's a knock at the door, and it's Roger, quote unquote. It's War, but they don't know him. They just know him as Roger, which I think is interesting that no one noticed he like ran out. But that's a whole thing. Anyways, they just let him on back in, and 
He tells them that the demons know that they're trying to leave and uh, it's, they plan, the demons are going to pick them off one by one. And demon's like, well, tell, tell me details. How do you know this? And our, our tactical Austin tends to believe Roger and is like, nope, no, nope, we need to arm up. That's, that's all there is to it. Roger winks at Dean, touches his ring, and now all of a sudden, all they, everybody else in the room sees that Dean and Ellen's eyes are black. Oops. And my note literally says, aw, shit. Whatever. Son of a bitch. Yep, yep. So they're demons and they run. Uh, side note on this, at least this episode, they didn't all have to wear black contacts. This was all done through um, editing. So oh. at least like everyone could see what they were doing. So that's all good. So they're at least not running blind. Uh, but then like war and tactical Austin like have this conversation, right? And yeah. war is just pushing those buttons, just pushing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically like, well, they could have been demons all along. You need to go uh, knives in the and you know I need to go get the knives out of the kitchen. We just really need to you know this salt water holy the salt and holy water crap is bullshit. We just need to go with what we know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and so it's I don't know this whole situation is just is like wow you're manipulating somebody who is easily manipulated and so there is it's just like damn it tactical Austin damn it uh, so War is just very happy but at the house Rufus is just like I'm gonna make a pipe bomb that's, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do my spare like time you do. like you do uh, and he's like, well, it won't kill demons, but they come at you slower without limbs. And Joe's like, yeah, that, wait, my mom's a demon right now, motherfucker. <laughs> like, thanks for the sensitivity, brah. Yep, yep. And then I, he's I, I just I need like, to work on that. I've been saying brah like joking you, like that. And yeah, do you want me to cut it? I can edit way. it. I can edit no, it out or just make fine. it happen more. Uh, so, um <laughs> But, like, Joe, when she says that, and he is just like, listen to me. Like, I'm going to do everything. Like, your mom's going to be okay. And then she's mm-hmm. just fine with, like, him. Like, she gives him more bombs. I'm like, no. No matter, like, slow what. Like, slow down Yeah. It's still your mom. The same thing with, like, Stan, like, just stabbing teenagers. Like, they are people who are possessed. Like, yeah. they are not, like, actual, mo- like, full-on fucking monsters. They That's your mom. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, Joe? What the uh, fuck? This is fucked. So, yeah. Well, we cut and we see the our, our tactical Austin starting to lead people out of the church because his plan is to slowly try to sneak them out of town fully armed now is what we think his plan is. What is it? We cut back to... Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. That's what we thought the plan was, but I think Roger may have influenced that plan. Perhaps. So perhaps. Uh, Rufus and Joe are um, loading weapons, and then the gun, and then one of the bombs explodes, and so they have to go investigate. And uh, smartly, it was Dean and Ellen intentionally set off the trigger so that they could lure Rufus and Joe out and explain to them what the fuck was actually going on. But all of them, everybody thinks the other's a demon. It's a fucking, like, train wreck. They all fight a lot. And, well, they uh, don't, like, no, Dean and Helen, no. Like, they're not demons. Right. Well, I and know, then, but like, still. yeah. 
And Dean's just trying to explain shit to Rufus. He was just being old man stubborn. And mm-hmm. it just takes him a while. And, like, including some great lines where Dean's like, it's war. And Rufus is like, damn right it is. Damn right it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I had that written down, too. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But then finally, Rufus relents. And then we see that our tactical Austin is attempting to somewhat tactically lead the people from the church across town. Somewhat. That's what I said. Yeah, um, he's not He's not on my apocalypse team. He's fucking off. Like, no, no, you're on yeah. your own, brah. See, that's with the brah. So, brah. Brah. Back at the, back at our uh, good old um, demon house, quote unquote, which isn't. Base it's camp just, like, or the whatever. Yeah. Base camp, whatever we want to call it. We've got Dean saying, all right, well, tell him the team. Now we've got Dean, Rufus, Ellen, and Joe all together. He's like, hey, we've got to find war. Oh, but guess who's firing on them? Because Tactical Austin decided that they need to go attack the, this house that he's convinced is full of demons, when really it's not. And he decides to start shooting at the house. God damn it. And that, of course, triggers for um, their defense shooters in the house, which there are a couple of, to start shooting back, which sucks. Because now we've got a bunch of people that think the other person's evil shooting at each other. Dean has to go rescue Sam, and Sam's figured it out by now too. But um, but they're basically their whole thing is they need to get the ring from war. That's that's their focus. So got the house getting surrounded by the townspeople. They're all taking shots at each other. Rufus is trying to make his people stop shooting back, to stop killing their innocent fucking neighbors who just think that they're all each. Anyways. It's just yeah. It's just yeah he does make we get at least a weapon reference. We get you know there is I get I'm getting too old for this shit line, and then um, the guy who is shooting a priest. Uh, uh, no, wait, not the one who is shooting the priest. But there's another guy who won't stop shooting, and Rufus hits him in the head with a gun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, S- stop it. Yeah, stop it, Rufus. You're young, out of control. The young guy out of that control. he yeah the. Yeah, the young guy that he had rescued earlier in the in the show, the, fir- the very like when the f- first time we saw Rufus in, he had dragged this kid away with a tourniquet on his leg. That kid just keeps fucking shooting, and he shoots the priest. And a woman tries to, and they shoot, the priest is injured pretty badly. A woman's trying to help him. Ellen even goes to help because she's she's like, and she's telling the woman, "I'm not what you think I am," and she's trying to save the fucking priest from bleeding out. And uh, Rufus snatches the kid's gun away right at that time for not stopping firing. Yeah, but and, at the same time... Oh my gosh. Tactical Austin walks up on Ellen who's trying to help the priest and he shoves his AR barrel in her face. Yeah, And pulls yep. the trigger. Woo! It jams. Like ARs do, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, well, Fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not in somebody's that's, face. Not in somebody's face. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no to be clear. That's why you buy an AK because they don't do that. They don't have to. They have shitty aim, but they don't do that so much. Yeah, okay. Not so as much. Know, yeah, but, but it's okay. But anyway, so but Ellen is a badass, and she is like, oh, and thank you for having this long gun in my face, which is easy to take out. Click, and she grabs it, and freaking like, oh my god, it's crazy. Yeah. She's so a good. badass. So but then, like, he just is, like, at this point, I'm like, is this PTSD triggering or something? Now he's because like, yeah, he's now just, he really wants to stab He gone. Her. Like, he is, he is not in a good place. He just, no. mm, mm. 
tactical Austin. Mm, you shouldn't have weapons. But War and- thinks he's in a good place because he's going to stroll up to his 1966 Mustang. But guess who's watching for him? Dean. It is Sam and Dean. And, and so, so um, Dean, Sam, Sam pulls the demon knife on him, and Roger's like, you can't kill war. And they're like, yeah, we know. So what do they do? They cut off his finger, which is really oh, funny fingers. because... Oh. Fi- no, no, just the... Well, I guess fingers, but they're really just getting the finger with the ring. Yeah. But, which is also interesting, is that this was actually like a show car. So they couldn't get blood on the car, so that's why the finger's not cut off on the car. Because it was too expensive, and they didn't want to. F- because like, yeah, I'm sure if like, Diane, like you brought Duchess out, like I'm just gonna slice his finger over it. That's cool, right? I mean, it's like, for a cool shot, yeah. Because that shit washes. <laughs> it's just like you're like, yeah, I'd be fine with that. I I follow the Sex Pistols around. It's cool, but <laughs> just saying, just saying. So. As they cut, as soon as they cut the fingers off, uh, the hallucination ends for everybody. So our good old tactical Austin stops trying to kill Ellen, and all of them kind of pause because they're looking around and realizing what the fuck they've all been doing to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they flash to the kid upstairs, and he's like, "Oh, you just see like, oh, this is so expensive. So much therapy is coming out of this. So much therapy." And all of a sudden, though, Dean and Sam are still like in the alley where the car was, but now the car and war are all just like poofed, like poofed, totally just they poofed. Everything. They're gone, but the ring is yeah. there. Right. And then we cut to our good brothers at, uh, at a park bench, like at like a, like on a, like hanging out. Picnic bench out. outside of a lake. A picnic bench. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like a weird, like, lack of wrap-up, by the way. It's like, cool, that was real fucked up. Everybody's dealing with this deep, fucked-up shit they all What did happens to Joe and Ellen and Rufus? Like, they're just gone now, I guess. Like, we miss those awkward yeah, goodbye they scenes. They go back to what they do. Yeah. Okay. So, but Sam Sam acknowledges that he knows that Deem doesn't trust him. And this is like... I, I'm, I'll get to why this episode has me, but that this is not really... This, this is not the reason, shockingly. Um... Uh, but he's basically he knows that Dean doesn't trust him and that honestly he doesn't really trust himself even though he had good intentions he fucked up uh, the problem isn't really the blood it's just how far I'm willing to go to be whatever and that Sam decides that he needs to take a step back from hunting and so maybe they should go their separate he's ways it's a health time totally reasonable man like you've been through a lot like yeah you should take a break and think but Dean is just like you're like, right. Okay. And like, at least Sam, him, like, like yeah, he's emotionally mature enough to say, like, I expected you to give me a fight, right? Because I would just be I as probably as me like I would say as a woman, but I'm sure other women are much better with dealing with their feelings than I am. Because I would just I would swallow that up and be like, hmm, okay. Hmm. And just walk off. Like, I would not have said I expected a fight. I would have just been like, hmm, fine, whatever. And then just leave. (laughs) But Dean actually says, I think you're right. And I'm spending too much time worrying about you. And it's interfering with my job. Oh, fuck you, man. Mm. Oh, go fuck yourself, Dean. Like, mm. And then he offers the Impala. What? I don't think he meant it. 
That's a guilt trip. That's just like, well, I mean, I guess I can give my brother this car, and that'll make like be better with me abandoning him while he's going through this whole like life crisis about who I am. And then and he watches Sam overcome. hitch a ride and leave, and then he just watches like a serial leave. killer. Like and Sam just gets into a car a with a camper on it, and like we know what happens in trucks with campers. I watched that Dateline. I know what Sam. This is the start of Sam's Dateline episode. Mm-hmm. He's just off. All over. Yep. Or he becomes a serial Ugh. killer with that guy. And this is like I a mean, partner thing and they pick up people on the way, whatever. But some someone's getting murdered. That's what happens right. in that car in that truck. And you can sleep in it too. You're, well, you're with the corpse. With Sam's corpse. So let me get my casting notes. Uh, so we'll do casting call from this episode. Just a couple of notes. We got one big one as we both know. Uh, and then I'll tell you how I feel about this one. Uh, so first we'll start with our, our, uh, tactical Austin, aka the veteran, played by, uh, Sean Roberts. Just a couple of notes. He was, uh, Rogue's boyfriend in X-Men and he was Wester in the Resident Evil series. Uh, then we also, I'm going to save the biggest one for last. We also have our pastor, played by Michael Bean. He's actually been in multiple... Uh, in, he, we'll see him again in Supernatural. And he was also played also played the priest in the movie Jennifer's Body. <laughs> and then Roger, a.k.a. War, played by Titus Welliver. He was Dino in The Town, as well as Bates in Argo, both of which are Ben Affleck films. Interesting. He's also um, in a, it's an Amazon Prime show called Bosch. Uh, he plays Bosch. It's a series. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's the namesake of Pretty that. big series. It's like probably yeah. what Emmys and shit. I think. Like... Yeah. Uh, you got his agent Vietti in Shaft, the recent Shaft movie. Uh, Jimmy O'Feelan in Wait, Sons Wait, what of was the recent Shaft movie? When was the last Shaft movie? It was just a couple years ago. A few years ago. Was it? <laughs> or was it like longer ago now? Well, recently. I don't know. It was like, not the nineteen seventies one. I don't know. It was not the nineteen. I didn't write down the year. I knew it was in the last few years. Okay, but few years anymore it could be the last decade. For all I know, my frame of reference is so far. Time is it real? Uh, yep. Uh, Twenty nineteen. Boom. Oh th- wow! That so movie must not have done well. I do not remember that movie coming out at all. Well. But then, I mean, also, it was 2019. Fun... It was 2019. So eh. it was right before the right before the world went to shit. Um, so we've got the um, some other interesting notes about um, Tyus Welliver. So he also played quote the Man in Black, who was transformed into the apparently evil smoke monster on Lost. Coincidentally, who was also killed by his the character of his brother played by Mark Pellegrino, who we met in the last episode, who is going to be Lucifer. Oh. Small, then, small world. Wait, there's more? There's more! And he had a reoccurring role um, in Deadwood as Silas Adams, and Jim Beaver was also in Deadwood as Ellsworth. Which is amazing, because they always forget that Jim Beaver was in Deadwood. And to be fair, it has been a while since I watched it. I always mean to go back, because I love most of the actors in it. But, um, yeah, I, f- I forget that Jim Beaver was in that. So, hmm. so I'm going to give you my quick rundown of why I don't like this episode. But it's, Well, I find this episode upsetting, I guess is a better way to say it. Number one, okay. um, 
like when it's like this much of like fooling each other and we know and they don't, it's just very frustrating, which is not necessarily like doesn't make me like actively dislike it just as a I think that's what they want to evoke they want us to be frustrated like no my god figure it out but it's frustrating well so So, when did you figure it out well I kind of when she when Joe said something to Ellen when she said like the get out of my mom you black eyed bitch that's what I was like okay so you figured out when Joe and Ellen met each other and there was the two Mm -hmm. black guys yeah that's what I figured out so I was like, son of a bitch. And that was frustrating. But but then you're like, God damn it. Well, this is frustrating. And then and then you feel like it's an unbeatable bad guy in war because he's able to do this to them, which is also frustrating. And look, I mean, obviously they found a way to get around it, but that was ugh, frustrating. And so you've got the combination, though, of what feels like an unbeatable, unwinnable situation. And arguably, it was an unwinnable situation. Nobody fucking won. All these people are traumatized and fucked with. And that doesn't really even get addressed. Like, unlike one, like, oh, we showed a silhouette of a sad kid. Okay, now we're going to move on to our boy's trauma that they can't fucking reconcile. Like, we just ignore this, like, level of fucked. Like, I, I don't know. And, like, kids getting fucking murdered and no one's talking about this. Like, this is really, like, really goddamn dark. And that really bothers me. <laughs> it also was, like, a major, like... Uh, it also kind of like reminded me of like what people do to each other today, not only in society, but also in warfare specifically too, where we dehumanize our enemy. And so even if the person across from us is a human being and we see that they're a human being, if there's something that we perceive or if we're forced to, th- to think that there's something different about them or forced to think they're our enemy, it's very easy to dehumanize them. Anyways, it's a, it's a theory of war, but it also like kind of applied here, I felt like, because they were able to dehumanize the person, their neighbors by but thinking. Why, I mean, but that is kind of the point. It was point? just for chaos. No, well, I know, but it's just upsetting. <laughs> Well, it's upsetting, but but it's, I mean, in terms of storytelling and, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, supernatural is a morality play, but it's like, yeah, this is pointing out the human existence and humans suck. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like it was, I don't know. I I just, I didn't, I didn't like the way it made me feel, Liz. And then. Because it gave you feels. uh, Yeah. And you don't like feels. These feels are for suckers, right? I can handle feels, but these are, these are, this was icky feels. And then. But they're make you think feels. And I think they're important to have. Like you should, you know, especially you talk about like this day and age and dehumanization of, you know, we live in the age where. I realize realize behind a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. People live behind a keyboard. We are not the person. You can say anything you want because it's not a person. It's just typed words. Mm -hmm. I see that. And not even just typed words. Like I see, you know, people being actually hurt from what. And you also, I'm sure, saw this in the military too. Like, you know, I see people being hurt by like physically hurt or mentally hurt by what happens behind a keyboard. You know, I see mm-hmm. hospitals getting shut down and I see all sorts of things that happen in the world as a result of dehumanization or just because it's easier to do that if you're not seeing the consequences. So, right. I mean, I like this episode because of that. I get it made you uncomfortable, but I also like the I, no, fact but that I don't, it made... I just don't, I just don't think it did it in a way that... Uh, <clears throat> It didn't have the emotional payoff to actually drive the message home. So I think that it lost it 
And that's what I think yeah, that I sucked agree. about it. I think if you're going to have this as your message about dehumanization and humanity and all of that, I think you just made a fucked up emotional storyline with no resolution instead of having a like, hey, we could have made this like actually a meaningful. And I think they fucking dropped the ball. That's my opinion. Ooh, so forceful. Um, but, but I did I, like, I, but Roger, but Roger AK war is a badass. by the way. I won't lie. No, no, he's a fantastic, <laughs> he's, he's fantastic. To be clear. He is sexy as fuck. I don't want to fuck him in that car because I don't, I hate, I really don't like those Mustangs. I really don't like them. Um, there's some Mustangs I like and I have, like I am, a, I have had a Mustang, but yeah. um, I don't, and there's some, some Mustangs I love, but those particular ones and they just rank up with 57 Bel Airs with my, it was like, I just see too many of them. I don't like them. Um, but I mean, as wait, wait, there was a point. I'm sorry, I got sidetracked by cars. So I was like, but the car, yeah. like but it the had car. the beige. Don't why did you the have car. the beige interior in that car? Like, like why did you put beige leather in a red car? Like, I get it. Like, it's it's so boring. Why? Like, oh god, that car is so boring. So boring. That's that car is like basic, classic car. Yep. You're basic. Uh, uh, and then, so we have that emotional. We have the. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So the oh the point I was trying to get to was that yes the lack of resolution the fact there's no consequences in this town and also like I think we can we'll probably need to find a term for this like that happens it's just like in a superhero movie right somebody comes in you decimate a town and then the superheroes leave and then what's left in behind is just like oh. Uh, so you killed your neighbors. Well, shit, that's going to be church awkward. Yeah. Like how, like, like, how does this town come back? Like, they're just like this town, like, like honestly, they just leave and we don't know. Even like, what, sh- if, you, if they just had a shitty, like dramatic, unrealistic, like they all hugged scene in the fucking yard, I would have found that more fucking satisfying and believable than just the lack of attention to it. And I, I'm just, that's just how I felt. I just felt like it was like. Okay, now they're just now we're just like ignoring what happened in this town. Everybody's sitting at a fucking park or they're at a fucking picnic bench. What the fuck? So now well, we have another I mean, yeah. like dumb resolution. Anyways, that was my. It was just I found. Yeah, it, I mean, I no, was, we have I was like pleased with that. Like the relationships, like I feel like yeah, something was cut or something, right? So there's no resolution between Joe Rufus and Ellen and them, right? These like just get thrown in there and then they're gone. And I Unless guess it, it happens what the in the fuck next for episode, everybody, but, but like, but, I mean, it doesn't. Um, I'm not gonna alert, they yeah. don't does not get resolved in the next episode. Yeah. Um, and just, but yeah, it's kind of shitty what they did to this town for the sake of a story. You so, river, river pass, river, whatever. Like they're they pass. they're just gonna sit there and drink their terrible cores in the river. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's a lovely place to drink course in the river. Um, and then, and then we get to, so we got that like fucking, like no emotional resolution to a deeply, you know, uh, you know, ethical slash traumatic situation. And now we've got the brothers having their fucking bitch out fight where Sam's trying to like, not fight, but you know what I mean? Like where Sam's like, I need to go have some personal time. And Sam and Dean's like, okay, bye. Like, the fuck <laughs> like it's just uh but at this point too like he's been such a little bitch for the past two episodes so i'm like yeah dandy maybe oh you need wait to hold on about which what- one what? just kidding i said which one i'm teasing dean's being a little bitch 
Well, I mean, it's very easy. You know, they go back and forth between which one's being the bitch. And Sam's actually being kind of the grown-up here. He's acknowledging his feelings, acknowledging that, hey, there's some deeper shit I need to dive into. I need to understand why I wanted to lick blood off of Ruby's forearm. Well, and now he's probably dealing with the fact that it wasn't even about demon blood. He just wanted to drink blood because he killed a human that he thought was a demon. And he was about to drink that teenager's blood in the middle of the freaking Quickie Mart. Yeah, that's like, you know, you're going to, like, I wanted to get some Coke and I'll smoke some crack instead. Um, But also, it's, I I think there's also just, (gasps) what? It's it's accurate, uh, but I think there also is the the, the go going back to that ego thing, right? That is just yeah. like oh shit, I need to do some deep dive. Like, why did I want to drink so much? Just like, like why? Why did I want to drink so much? Why did I want to smoke so much weed? Why do I want to do that ketamine? Why did I want to you know do whatever thing you want to do? Hmm. I'm not saying I, I wanted to do the ketamine. I didn't do the ketamine. I never I wanted to say. do the ketamine. I didn't say anything about the ketamine. I was just in general processing. RuPaul's drag voice has white drag voice. Oh my Whoa. god! Like we have gone to Looney Tunes world. Uh, so in the All Stars <laughs> right now, there is a queen who is from UK and she had a ketamine problem, which apparently is a problem now. I'm like, how the fuck do you get addicted to ketamine? Like that's a oh, anyways, I'm not judging anybody's drug use, whatever. Okay, we need to end this now. All right, okay. Anything else you need to say about this episode? I do not have anything else to say about this episode. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> that's what I got. We're gonna we're gonna stop. That's just it. All right. All right. Cheers, jerk. <laughs> cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a don't get it production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod. Or you can email us at devilstrap at devilstrappodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at devilstrappodcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. 